Hey, I'm Beth Vaughn, and this is the Creative Sheep Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Creative Sheep Podcast, the podcast where we talk to people who are good at what they do to inspire leaders to get better. And I just want to say thank you. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here listening to us right now. That's right. And what I is appreciate, that line I from? I appreciate that. You, what is that from? <laughs> Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. It's a Jay-Z line. <laughs> That's good. Yep. Uh, hey, what's your name? My name's Jared Hogue, and I'm going to be the host today. I'm joined with uh, this Roman, other guy that's talking. Roman is my name, and I will also be here. That's good. That's good. Man, we got a great interview for for, for these folks out there. This is going to be episode 31. There you go. Episode 31. That's awesome. Uh, all the links and everything you need from today's talk, you're going to be able to find out at creativesheep.org. Uh, under the podcast tab, we keep our show notes there. Uh, all the uh, we got some notes, and then all the links and things that we talk about, you'll be able to find right there. So hop on over to creativesheep.org, which also happens to be Roman. What this podcast is brought to you by? It absolutely is. It is. Uh, we create premium media for the church, uh, and if you're looking for maybe a countdown or a creative uh, element video you want to roll in your service, or you need if you need custom work done, head over to creativesheep.org. And we'll get you taken care of. We absolutely will. Roman, I'm I'm pretty pumped about today's interview. Tell me why. Well, we've got a conversation with Beth Vaughn. Beth is the central group leader of creative media at Life Church. The Life Church. They've got a few things going on. They do. I heard the other day at Easter, they had like 130,000 people at church. That's, I don't even have any concept of how many people that is. (laughs) That's, it's like a... Just to give you a little context. How many people are in a stadium? Uh, just to give you a little context, I grew up, the town I grew up in, well, it was actually a town of like 3,000 people. If we were a suburb, and I'm doing the air quotes right now, yeah, yeah. of a town uh, called Decatur, Illinois. Very few people have heard of this place. When I was there- Sufjan Stevens has heard of this place. That's true. He, he had it on an album. Uh, but when I was there, I believe ne- uh, Decatur was about 90,000 people. So Life Church had more people- in church on Easter than were in my entire town growing up. That's awesome. And, and it makes crazy. you sound a little backcountry. <laughs> a little Just bit. a little bit. Just a little bit. Lots of corn. My dad worked at a mm. corn processing plant. Sweet uh, corn, cream his corn. His whole life. You name it, man. You name <laughs> What other kinds of corn do you know? <laughs> That's all <laughs> You're I got. Out. <laughs> uh, but man, it's a, it's a phenomenal interview. And we, get to, we didn't get through all of them, but the creative team has actually put together 10 axioms, uh, principles that they live by. And uh, it's a it's a, just a phenomenal conversation. We only got through a few of these. Yeah, I've 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 read over the list yeah. of them, and they are incredible. Uh, they are worded in such a way that it makes you want to like get up and run through a wall, and yep. then go get some work done. Very afterwards. empowering. Yes, very very, very very empowering. Cool. Uh, and so that's what our conversation's revolving around today. It's a phenomenal conversation. And folks, before we jump into that. Uh, I just want to just want to stop for a moment. Just want to just want to pause. Let's get serious. Let's get real. Yeah, real talk, folks. You know what would be super helpful is if you subscribe to this podcast. Maybe That's hit pause, true. jump over to iTunes or Stitcher, and click that subscribe button. And you know, while you're there, if you would leave a review. And I know we ask for this on the regular, but here's why we do it. You see, these reviews play into our rankings on iTunes, and when your rankings go higher, you get in front of more people. And iTunes ranks you higher. Therefore, you're going to get in front of more leaders. And as we talk about and as Craig Groeschel talks about, leaders are never selfish. Leaders are all about helping other leaders get better. Because as we know, when the leader gets better, the entire organization gets better. That's absolutely true. And uh, also, when you're leaving a review, you get to make up a fun nickname. So that's a bonus. <laughs> that's very true. What would you, if you left a review right now, what would you make up your nickname as? Uh, man, you really put me on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> uh how about old dog? What? <laughs> I'll what? be young dog. <laughs> I'm offended right now. <laughs> but folks, if you would, for real, go go hit subscribe, leave a review, and while you're at it, share it. Share it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Man, just share it wherever you want. Uh, we love being able to share this with other leaders. And, and just so you know, this podcast has been growing like crazy. We're honored to be able to, to do this for you, uh, but just always looking to grow and get better. And feel free to hit us up. We're on uh, that social media. Oh yeah, as well. That's absolutely right. We're uh, creative underscore sheep is our uh, handle, our username. So feel free to hit us up. Uh, reply to us at 
whatever, message us and uh, ask us a question. It might end up on the show. You better believe it. So, uh, Roman, without further ado, let's get to today's interview with Beth Vaughn. Well, Beth, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Well, thank you. I am excited to be here. Well, it's an absolute honor to have you here. I know you guys are super busy over there at Life Church, uh, but you just given up some time to to talk with our audiences. Very, very cool. And so let let's jump right in here. Um, I'd like to give everybody a little bit of backstory of who Beth Vaughn is. I, I know that uh, uh, you are the central group leader leader of creative media at Life Church. Um, but really, let, let's let's go way back here. Uh, where were you born and raised? <laughs> well, I was born in Ardmore, Oklahoma, and that's in southern Oklahoma. And I kind of claim three hometowns. I um, eventually moved from Ardmore to Durant, Oklahoma, and then moved up to Norman, Oklahoma. So um, spent equal time in all three of those towns growing up. So they all have a special place in my heart, Mm. Um, and then uh, ended up at the University of Oklahoma, which is also in Norman, and uh, now I'm here at Life Church. That's incredible. So are you you still a Sooner (laughs) fan? Of course, yes. I am very much a Sooner fan and um, pretty excited that we're we're doing well in basketball this year. (laughs) It's an exciting thing for us. Um, You know, always, of course, trying to go to as many football games as possible, um, you know, and keeping a good friendly rivalry here with my uh, OSU fans and uh, (laughs) Texas fan friends. Uh, So, yes, of course, OU is a big part of uh, the culture here, which I love. Yeah. You're, you're a lot nicer than I am. Cause I, I would, I would totally <laughs> just be rubbing it in everybody's face. Like it, it just, it wouldn't be anything nice about it. Um, right. I don't want to offend anyone. We'll, we'll try to keep it happy and friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So kind of bounced around a little bit, mainly here in Oklahoma, uh, landed yes. at life church. So, so where along the way did you, uh, you fall in love with Jesus? Well, you know, when you grow up in the Bible Belt, church is kind of this thing that that everyone does. And in some ways, it's really nice to grow up where there's a church around every corner. There's definitely pros to that. But um, also, um, for everyone who lives around here, you, you know that it can become this this kind of cultural norm to where people don't, um, sometimes they don't feel like they have to think a lot about their faith because it's just kind of going with the flow. And so I feel like uh, growing up, I kind of realized that I I didn't want it to be something that I just did because that's what was around me. So I uh, thought about church and my faith a lot. And it was when I was in eighth grade, I went to Falls Creek. Are you familiar with Falls Creek? I have heard of it. (laughs) Okay, yes. So if you're in the Oklahoma area, Falls Creek is, I think, uh, if you grew up here, everybody went at least one point in their life. And there was a really great speaker um, at this the church camp, um, and he really brought home to my, you know, 13, 14-year-old mind what it meant, uh, what sacrifice meant. And I had never really grasped what Jesus did for us and how like revolutionary to me that thought was of just truly putting everyone else before you and as of course as a teenager that's really foreign concept right <laughs> and so um it's something that i it really resonated with me and so as i continued to you know go on my journey with my faith i tried to investigate as much as i could um and learn as much about the world as i could because i really wanted to have an educated faith um and so um i you know spent in college trying to take classes on religion and of all different types and i and i kept you know just coming back to jesus and what he talked about and that uh, his his teachings were just to me uh, they were different, you know. They were just so personal and also really difficult to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's about being selfless. And uh, so I, I just I liked that and I latched onto that. And so um, going through college, 
was very involved in my church and uh, volunteered as much as I could on the creative side of things. And that's where I really felt like I started to fit in and uh, find my niche. And I would try to um, create videos and sometimes they would let me run them at church. Um, And so that always meant a lot to me when I got to do that. But I never thought that church is someplace that I would end up with, uh, you know, with a job. And um, so when I went to OU, the University of Oklahoma, and I went into film, and uh, as I was graduating, I thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with a film degree here? And I, I wanted to stay local, and there was a there was an opening at Life Church, and I thought this is this is a big long shot. I will probably not get hired there. I had that was in 2006. And I just had so much respect for what was happening at Life Church, uh, video-wise. And Mark Dawson, who was uh, formerly a the head photographer for a news station here, was running the video program. And he's an Emmy award-winning, um, you know, on the news side of things. And so I thought it was a long shot. And they actually gave me a job. And I have been thankful ever since (laughs) that they took a chance on me. So uh, it was like God had kind of taken my background uh, and my love for film and video production. And then also I grew up doing uh, theater, um, dance, acting, art, all of those kinds of artsy-fartsy things. And they came together at this one point in my life. And it's really interesting to look back on those experiences and see what God put in place for me so I could learn and then end up here today. So that, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. I I always love when you, you you may not notice it along the way, but how, I mean, how that scripture is totally true that the steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. Um, which I it's just so cool to see that, that kind of as you move further along and you begin to see like, oh, this is why I did all of that. That's awesome. Right. Um, right. <laughs> so that church that you started making videos in like long before Life Church was in the picture for you. Um, yeah. Was this a big church? Well, it, it was. Well, it was First Baptist Church in Norman. And uh, so it was it was a good sized church. And they had started a contemporary service, what mm. they were calling their contemporary service. And so it was a it was an opportunity for some of uh, the you know high school, college age students to try something different, have more contemporary worship. And it was a really cool moment because I felt like the church was really uh, trying to do whatever they could to to reach people, you know, mm. wherever they were and was very open to um, suggestions and trying new things. And it was, for me, a really, uh, really beneficial. And uh, they allowed me to uh, experiment and fail a lot. Mm -hmm. So I will always be grateful to them for that. Yeah. No kidding. That's such a, such a Mm -hmm. critical part of any leader's life is the, it's not just the successes, it's being able to fail and then learn from those failures. Uh, that's, yes. <laughs> that's really cool that you had someone that allowed you to do that. Um, so it, it wasn't really in your journey then, um, that you necessarily thought, man, I am called to work at a church. It was more so that there was a, an opening. Absolutely. Yes. And I even had done, um, some internships with, with great churches and thought, yeah, I probably won't, I probably won't end up doing that. Uh, hmm. just didn't think that it was uh, the place that I would eventually land. And it was uh, through a lot of uh, prayer and trying to be thoughtful about what my next step should be that I, you know, one day thought, wow, maybe this is something I should, I should try to do and and see, see where it goes. Man, that's really cool. So, yeah. Uh, so um you uh you you decide that you're going to apply to life church were your parents supportive of this decision <laughs> yes yes they were they were really 
they were really impressed with Life Church as well. And um, had we had all gone to Baptist churches together growing up, so had seen kind of a traditional side of things. Um, and they, they, thankfully, my parents have always been supportive of my creative antics, you know, um, and my parents, I don't know if they would say that they really understand me, but they are proud of me. Um, and so that's been really nice. And, uh, I think that it's, it was just a a journey that they've been, uh, you know, thankfully supportive of. So, so that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. So now at Life Church. Uh, you got started yep. there. You applied. Were you, did you apply to be the central group leader of creative media, or was it a different position you started with? No. So that was um, right out of college. And so I started as a, a filmmaker, actually. And so what we call our filmmakers are um, that's all of the behind the camera stuff and editing. And at the, the time I applied, um, I started doing videos for the kids ministry, which is called Life Kids. And so when when I started, it was very much a, a one-man band. So if you're behind the camera, you're also finding your actors, and maybe you're writing the script, and you're doing special effects and costumes. And um, so in a lot of ways, that was very, very fun and, and, you know, very stressful at times too. And I know a lot of people listening are in that same boat, you Mm -hmm. know, you're, you're, you're doing all parts of production. Yeah. And so I think there's really something to be said for, uh, for that and, and learning that way, because you have, uh, if you get to a situation to where you have other people you're working with and a bigger team, you so appreciate every part that everyone is playing because you know what it's like to do that all on your own. And so that was, yeah, in 2006, uh, I would usually just go out with uh, one or two other people. And I think my first project was I went to the zoo and my assignment was uh, just teach kids about Jesus. (laughs) We said, (laughs) okay, that's what we'll do. And we will shoot some footage of cute animals and work some Bible verses in there (laughs) and uh, do the best we can. Um, which is a is a really big difference from how our team works now, and we've got um, a, a lot of planning and a lot of script writing and actors casted and you know sets and locations and things like that. Uh, so it's it's fun to think about 2006 and hmm. and being that one man band and and starting there. Um, but from there, it was about 2009, and I proposed. Uh, to leadership that we started a team of a production team. So a team that would uh, cast and find locations and uh, costumes, things of that nature, because I just recognized that all of us as filmmakers, there were probably five of us at the time. um, It was just not always easy to, be monitoring the sound and making sure that so-and-so's makeup looked okay and, you know, keeping the people in the background quiet, doing Mm. all of that at the same time. Everybody knows that's not easy. So, um, and by starting a production team, I basically meant me, (laughs) will you let me do this? And so it ended up being my half-time job. So half of the time I was with other people on shoots and running, uh, you know, doing the producer role for them. And then half of the time I was still shooting and editing. Mm. And so uh, that was a really good experience for me because I had to really think about not only what 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 did I want to do and what were my talents and skills, but what was missing uh, on the team at the time and what did re- we really need and trying to see if those things could line up that would produce a new opportunity for me, which is something I talk about on this team now, when someone wants to do something new, you really need to have those two things. You need to have the needs of the team aligned with your talent. And a lot of times when those stars align, you can, I mean, a lot of great things are possible. Mm. And so um, I did that uh, half, you know, half filmmaker, half producer. And then in 2010, 
the team changed around a little bit and I became what was called the project coordinator for the team. And so basically just making sure that the graphic design and video projects happened on time and uh, that everyone knew what they needed to, to know. And then it was uh, later in 2010, um, I became the what was called then the media design team leader. So that was the, the team leader for the graphic design team and the filmmaking team. And that was, uh, man, that was a really crazy moment for me because when um, Bobby Grunewald, who's my boss, and he is, uh, if you've heard of Uversion or the Bible app, uh, he's the guy that made that happen. So he's a very smart, very innovative <laughs> dude. And uh, I'm lucky I get to, you know, uh, talk to him. Yeah. And he gets to give me, you know, leadership advice and all of that. But he said, I, you know, he said, I think you should be the, the leader of the team. And I, I, I laughed. I did not think he was serious. <laughs> and, um, he said, no, I, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I think when I, when I laughed, it made it, he made the decision then like, okay, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> and so I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for this. I don't, I don't know how the team will respond. These are people that are my friends. I don't know if they'll see me in this light. And, um, he really believed in me and thankfully the team believed in me and I just had a ton of support. And, um, so that was, that was a, a point in my life. I, I really did not expect that to happen. Mm. And, uh, it was a very, very cool moment. And of course I had a lot of growing pains through that. And then in 2012, uh, the we had a, a writing team and content content development team, and they joined on to our team. So we formed what we now call the creative media team. Mm. And um, so we've all been together as one large team ever since. And that's that's my team, and that's my journey. That's very very cool. Do you ever look back and just think I miss the one man band days? <laughs> You know, there are times and those those uh, those of us that have been on staff, I've, I'll be here, you know, for 10 years in May. And we love to look back on that time when things were just, um, I don't know, more more adventurous, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of never knew what was going to happen. And it's it's adventurous now. It's just in a different way, you know. Yeah. And so we're thankful that it's a we're thankful it's a phase that we went through. <laughs> and there's there's a lot about what we do right now that's flying by the seat of our pants, too. So sure. Uh, I'm sure one day we'll look back and be thankful for this, too. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I so appreciate how you how you said just a minute ago that uh, how valuable being the one man band was because it makes you makes you appreciate uh, all the tasks that the other people on your team now that you've got a much larger team uh, all the folks that are contributing it just really helps you appreciate what they're doing and contributing to the team I just think that's really really cool and such a great attitude to have Yeah, absolutely because um, it it makes you appreciate that individual talent that everyone has. And, and also sometimes uh, when you, when you have to just jump in to a, a project you did not expect to have to jump into, mm -hmm. and um, you have a lot of different people that can contribute in a, in a lot of different ways because they've had that experience. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that man, that's awesome. So let, let's jump in now. So you're, you're here at Life Church huge, absolutely massive church. I think last I heard, uh, just a few weeks ago, you guys had something like 81,000 people in attendance. And, and that's at the time of this recording, which is in the middle of March, 2016. Mm -hmm. You had something like 81,000 people. Like you said, just a minute ago, the guy that invented version app <laughs> works at your church and yeah. is your boss. Uh, you guys have some other phenomenal resources. You've got open, uh, which helps resource other churches, which I just heard, uh, and, and we can cut this out of the interview if this is not public, but that you guys recently just partnered with Elevation and North Point to provide even more resources to churches. Yes. Which is... Yes, which is so awesome. <laughs> my goodness, yeah. that's unbelievable. I just love that 
It just seems like the heart of Life Church is however we can help the capital C church. It's not just about Life Church, it's however we can help the 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 global church uh get better, which is just so so cool. Uh you guys have this phenomenal uh tracking uh program called Church Metrics. Uh you've got the develop.me platform. Uh you've and and I, the other one slipped in my mind, the platform you have that allows people to ho- host church online. The I, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the oh, name yeah. of that. It's- it's just, it's the church online platform. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> very simple yeah. name. <laughs> Keep it simple, right? <laughs> right, right. But you guys have all this amazing stuff that you're doing. And so I I, I just I, I just would love to really drill down here and just talk about your team here with the creative team. And you're, you're a part of such an incredible movement at, at this time in the church. And I'm confident you guys are going to hit 100,000 people probably by the time this podcast airs. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, let, let's jump in here and talk in terms of your your specific something that can seem an organization that can seem so vast. Uh, let's really break this yeah. down. So let's let's talk. I know you kind of already alluded to this a little bit, but let's talk team structure here. So again, yeah. you are the central central group leader of creative media. What all? First of all, just yeah. kind of a nutshell <laughs> version. What all falls into the creative media bucket that you oversee? Okay, and um, well. First, first of all, I just want to say about all the, you know, the the numbers, the attendance, and, and we all kind of stand back and say, wow, thank you, God, that we get to see what you're doing. And um, I, the, the number conversation is just such an interesting one, because when, when we talk about Life Church, we always talk about how we are a we're a, a micro church with with a mega vision, mm. and so we when we talk about anything big, we we still want to keep it as small as possible. As far as talking about, it's about relationships, mm. you know, and um, so that's just something that f- for us is is a very important part of of what Craig talks to the staff about. He always reminds us. You know, there's this is this is a a micro church with a mega vision, which I think is really really cool. Um, and so, for for my team, what that means is we have uh, the creative media team is is broken down into five separate teams, and so we have our graphic design team. And then we, and that is made up of our creative director, Jeremy Brown, and our four graphic designers. And then we have our filmmaking team, and that's led by our creative director, Kevin Ely, and we have seven on his team. And then we have our content development team, and they handle um, writing and the creation of curriculum for our um, ministries. And that is led by Kendra Golden, and she has six on her team. And then we have Kirk Suttles directs our production team. And he has uh, he has a team that has the producers. So they handle the casting and set designs and location scouting and all of that. And also um, our animator and our um, audio production is on his team. And he actually has an open role for a producer, if anybody is out there looking, maybe a plug to find Shameless a plug, folks. staff member. If you need yeah. a job, Life Church is looking for you. Yes. Yes. Go to our jobs page. You can find it on the website. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have our strategies team, which is led by Shauna Naylor, and she has um, four project managers and one resource strategist that she leads. And um, all together, they, uh, the, 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 strategies team makes sure that all of our projects are done on time <laughs> and that everybody knows what's going on. So that's that's our team structure. Very cool. So essentially you have, and correct me if I'm wrong in this, you have five direct reports. Is that correct? Yes. And our team admin who is amazing and she also makes sure everything happens on our team. <laughs> gotcha. Is that is that Amber? That's Amber. Amber. Yes. Okay. Shout out to you, Amber. She helped get this podcast set up, this interview set up. Um, and she is Absolutely. She is awesome. I would be lost without Amber. <laughs> yes, she is awesome. So shout out to you, Amber. Um, 
so okay, so you have five direct reports. Now, this is a question I, I've been curious about. Do volunteers? Do you guys have a volunteer creative team? Do volunteers contribute to the creative process at all, or does it not work that way at Life Church? Well, that is something we are actually working on, and I am thankful for your podcast because I've been able to listen to some other leaders talk about how they work with volunteers in a creative way, which is great. And so right now, the way that we utilize volunteers the most is actually on set. And so we have people come in that will um, be uh, anything from holding a boom mic for us, or maybe they're really great at makeup or hair, uh, styling or something like that. Um, and if they have a passion for that, we really try to connect them to our production team. And so we, uh, work with volunteers in that way for the most part. But as far as utilizing volunteers for things like graphic design, that's something that our creative, our central creative team does not do as much as our campus creative teams do at times. And they have some volunteers that work with them. And so what, what we as a central team really try to do is to make sure that we're providing the campuses as much direction and information as possible on the Life Church brand so that so that those volunteers will know what, you know, what fonts to use, what color to use, but more importantly the, you know, the heart and the vision of who who Life Church is. And so they can make, uh, if they do have to make something on their own, which we, we hope that we provide as much as we can for the campuses so they don't have to do that that often. But if they do, so they'll be very well equipped to do that. Very, very cool. And I appreciate the plug. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, and yeah. for those of you out there listening, if you're wondering, a couple of those episodes she's talking about, Larry Hubotka, who is the creative director at Elevation Church, was on the show, uh, episode 21, talking about uh, their their create their structure of their creative team, as well as uh, Stephen Brewster was on episode ten, uh, talking about how he leads a creative team of four hundred and fifty volunteers, which is just staggering <laughs> and mind blowing. And that guy's a freak in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, I love Stephen Brewster. Um, so uh, okay, so it, the volunteer process is something you're working on and, and maybe trying to implement more of and find new ways of doing that. Um, which is really cool. And, and there's a piece of that we'll jump on here in just a second. But one thing I, I'd like to understand too about Life Church does, does the central, central uh, group of creative media, do you service the entire church, all campuses, all ages? Yes. And so um, the uh, one one thing that I should point out, which is, is really good to know, is we have a team called the Experience Team, and that is led by Mark Dawson, who I mentioned early on. He's yeah. the one that started uh, all the video at Life Church, And so um, he and his team of two, they work very closely with Craig. And um, whenever Craig has a new message series coming up, Mark does all the switching, all the live switching, all of the satellite stuff for Craig. Um, he does that and they handle the promo video for the series. Mm. And then Creative Media, our team um, does the art design, um, make sure everything is printed and all of the promotional elements, things of that nature. And so just wanted to point out that that is, that is one thing that's um, outside of the Creative Media team. Mm. And then as far as everything else that's happening, so anything from um, tiny babies on up to adults, the curriculum that you'll find, the videos, um, the pro presenter slides, the uh, the studies for small groups, all of that comes from the creative media team. And so our goal as a team is to, first of all, we function as a ministry. And whenever anybody joins this team, I'm, I'm sure to tell them that, you know, you're not just a part of, of a creative team. You're not just here to make pretty pictures or to, you know, um, write nice scripts. You're, you're here to be a part of a ministry. And so as a, as a ministry, we want to make sure that the campuses, that they're 
that if we can make their day a little bit easier, uh, that's what we want to do. So we don't want them to have to figure out how to create a banner or get a video. We want it to be as easy as possible for them to get those materials because we want our campus teams to be able to, if they need to go out in the community and have a conversation with someone or be there for someone or, you know, work on the millions of things that they have to do to make the weekend happen or Wednesday nights happen, we want to be sure that they're able to do that. So we really try to look at the campuses as what can we create that's going to create the the biggest return on investment. So what can the majority of the campuses utilize? What's going to be the biggest impact? And so we don't create materials for individual campuses Mm. because we want to be sure that, uh, that all the campuses can use it. So what what our what our mentality is is we're creating tools if that makes sense um some of the yeah some of the things we make not every campus every campus might not need everything we make but we want it to be out there and available for them should they need to grab it and and utilize it but all of the life church campuses are on the same schedule so All of the kids' curriculum is running at the same time. All of the youth curriculum, which is called Switch, all of that is happening at the same time. They're all seeing the same message every weekend. So if you walked into a life church in Wellington, Florida, or Albany, New York, or Fort Worth, Texas, you're going to have an experience that, that definitely is, you know, a part of the culture there, whatever city you're in, but it would feel the same if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. And I love yeah. I love what you said just a second ago that you make sure to instill in your team that just because you're not on, quote unquote, the front lines of ministry, you're still doing ministry. Right. You're using the gifts that God has yes. put inside of you to minister the gospel. And I, I love that. That's such a, I love that. That is just such a great take on, on specifically in the, in creative work. Um, and 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 right. then I I believe I've heard before that Life Church uh, is not necessarily mandatory, but there is a high premium placed on like, hey, if you're going to work here, we need to model this, and that even if your role doesn't put you on the weekend front line, so to speak, it's still strongly encouraged that you get plugged in and volunteer. Is that accurate? Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's very much an expectation that you'll be plugged in at a campus in a volunteer role for sure. Mm. And that is, it's extremely helpful for the creative team. You know, when I look at it from, from my perspective, because, uh, you know, those of you out there that, that do what we do, I'm sure you can, this resonates with you. You, you show up on the weekend and something that you've created is not executed the way you had wanted it to be executed, right? Mm. And so if you think, I worked on that design for three weeks and they're not even playing it or it's not even shown in the right way or they changed something, that can be a really frustrating experience if you don't understand what it's like to actually be in the role at a campus because if you're volunteering, you know that, you know, sometimes... Um, a volunteer, like one time when I was volunteering, I, uh, had an interaction with a little girl who said she was being abused. And Mm -hmm. so I thought, oh, wow. So I go to the director of life kids and we're talking through this and she's, she's dealing with that. You know, she's dealing with helping this little girl and her family. And I thought, if you're dealing with that, sometimes you don't have time to change the slide on Mm. the TV, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't get to that thing that the creative media team wants you to do right away. And so to be able to have that perspective of saying, we know that we're going to send very clear communication about what, what needs to happen on a creative level at the campus. But at the same time, we have that understanding and that trust that, um, the campus is doing exactly, you know, as much as they can when they can, and if they haven't done it yet, that there's a reason. And when you come at it with that attitude, it just makes all the difference in the world because it's, you you understand where they're coming from. So I think that's why it's so important to volunteer because you you get that, you get to see that side of the picture. Mm. 
That's really good. Keeps everything in perspective. That's that's really solid. Yeah, perspective. <laughs> uh, one of the things <laughs> I thought was really really cool, and we'll just touch on this and then and then move on because I want to get to you. You said you've laid out ten axioms for your team. And uh, definitely want to get to that. But one thing I love that uh, you sent over in the initial email was uh, one thing that you're working with your team on is to avoid that freak out moment. Um, (laughs) And that we, especially if you work in any kind of creative field, you know exactly what this is really in any field. There's, there's, there could be the propensity for uh, a freak out moment. And uh, what I thought was so fascinating about this was, and, and the, the freak out mode may be a later conversation, but what I loved that you said is, uh, this is just, you said, we don't actually have any data to back this up, what I'm saying, uh, but we just started this about a week ago and we're going to see how it goes. And what stood out so much to me about that is with all the the aforementioned things that the the eighty one thousand people the U version app church metrics so on and so forth how big of a church and how influential your church is and your pastor is you guys are still learning you're still figuring stuff out is that absolutely is that just all the time all the time all the time <laughs> and thankfully. Thankfully, the culture here and leadership here really embraces the thought that you have to you have to fail sometimes, and that is a part of innovation, and that's a part of figuring out what works and what does not. And so, when you when you have the incredible leaders that we have here telling you, hey, go out, try something new. Of course, you know, don't don't try to fail. Do your best. But if you do, it's okay as long as you come back and say, This is what I this is what I learned from it. Mm. Um and so it, it you know, it all goes back to that that culture that's been set that is, you know, and and, and Craig says all the time that this, if if there's one lost person out in the world, then this church isn't big enough. Mm. You know, he was like, we're not big. You know, look at all the needs out there. Look at the the entire world that is um, lonely or hurting or waiting to hear this news that hasn't heard it yet. So once we start thinking that we know it all, uh, I mean, that's not a good spot if we think that. You know, absolutely. So. Um, it's cool that leadership reinforces that to us. That's I just love that so much because uh, it, it, it's yeah. definitely easy. And, and I, I attend a big church uh, here in Tulsa, but I mean, even mm-hmm. still, you guys are <laughs> you guys are significantly larger. And I've I've heard that the new term for for a church beyond ten thousand is a giga church. So I think Life Church <laughs> just sits in a category all of its own. Um, I haven't heard that. Well. Giga- <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, mega churches are 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 like up to 10,000 I guess. Uh and then giga churches beyond that. Anyhow, uh one thing I learned I, something new today. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I I love that you sent over is you said you you've recently developed 10 axioms for your team, which are 10 quality qualities that you're striving to possess as a team. Um yes. and so Let's tackle a few of these. I know our times uh, we're, we've got a, we're on limited time here, but let's tackle a few of these, uh, if you don't mind, um, and uh, and then maybe I can get the rest of them for you from you and include them on the show notes or something like that. But I, I, great. First and foremost, the one that you lead with is that we is greater than me. Why is that a big deal for your yeah. team? Well, what we say about we is greater than me is that we work hard to set others up for success. And in all of the creative ventures I've ever been a part of, when I look back and think about my my favorite part of the project or, you know, the thing that was the most successful it's always so fun when you look around the room and you're reminiscing and you you say, "Oh, I loved the line, the you know this line. Did you write that or did I write that? Who mm. did that? Which one of us did that?" And you you don't remember because you were just so ingrained in the project. 
and it was about the the team effort. And so much of what we do here at Life Church culturally is about understanding our understanding ourselves and understanding others so we can have grace for those that we work with and understanding and understand that not everyone is exactly the same as we are and not every not every individual works in the same way or thinks in the same way so if you can have the mentality of that this is about team this isn't about me then your day is a lot better when things don't go your way, mm. you know, um, because it's not about you. Mm. It's about the team as a whole. And if if the team is succeeding, then you can go home and feel good about what you're a part of. And um, that makes all the difference when you see a project that's firing on all cylinders. You can bet that everyone involved is invested and not concerned about the recognition they will get, but but that the project's great. This is so good. I, man, just as a young leader, just the constant reminder of it's not about me. <laughs> that That's one oh, yeah. that, especially when you're young, <laughs> that uh, you think you've got to have all the answers. You want to prove yourself. And, and, and I get that, but man, just the reminder of, look, this isn't about me. Um, Absolutely. I, Go ahead. When I when I started working at when I started working at Life Church, um, it was there was a turning point where I because I tell this story to young employees a lot. When I started working, I was working with puppets and I was making videos with puppets, and it really hurt my ego. I was thinking, I am I went to college for this. I shouldn't be working with puppets. I'm way too good for this. You know, in the back of my head, I was yeah. thinking. This is embarrassing. I should be doing something so much more sophisticated. And then I started looking around and I thought, wow, I work with really cool people. I have a lot of creative freedom. I've got, you know, someone that listens to me and cares about my opinion. And I thought, I really just need to get over myself. Mm. And once I did that, I had a blast. And even if the projects were silly and I, you know, what I would have thought was like way beneath me or something, uh, I realized that, that it, it wasn't. And that if one little kid got to learn about Jesus because of a cheesy video I made, then that is something to be extremely excited about. And it changed my whole attitude because I got over myself and everybody liked to work with me more because I was a happier person. It really was a big, a big learning moment for me. And so when I have new people on the team, I'm always quick to tell them that story and to embrace what I call embracing the crazy, that when things start to go wrong, that you just say, it's okay. I expected that something would go wrong. Everything is going to come out okay in the end because God's in control. We're not. And even if we mess up, God's not going to mess up. So just embrace it. And so when you can get over yourself and embrace the crazy, you will do much better. <laughs> Man, that's such a great reminder for all of us. Next up here, you got uh, We Seek Parameters, which this is one that that caught me off guard a little bit. I mean, like I said, with a church that's as vast as yours, uh, it could be easy for someone on the outside to look and just think, Let, come on, let's be honest here. Parameters, I don't think you guys have any kind of parameters. Uh, but I, I love that this is number two on the list for you guys. Yes, um, it's extremely important for, for a lot of reasons. But we talk about um, we seek parameters, we eat budgets and deadlines for breakfast, and constraints fuel creativity. So um, we, you know, we love having a budget. You know, this is this is the most you can spend. We love having a deadline, and that is because the most difficult creative projects are when someone comes to you and says hey, why don't you just paint a picture? And you say, okay, well, what do you, like, what, you know, any, anything specific you want? Just no, whatever you like, whatever you want to do. And that is, it's, it's terrifying because there, you know that that person is going to come back and not be happy with mm -hmm. whatever you create. 
because there's no information shared. And so when you can think back, I mean, all creatives can think back to a time in their life when, when they have had a project like this and it never goes well. So when you start to say, you know, the fact that I wanted to write this script and have five actors in it, but now we can only have two, um, I'm going to embrace that and say it's a creative problem that I need to solve now. And that's what I'm here to do is to be creative. And so it's just another way to exert your creativity and to hit your goals and to make sure you're hitting the mark. And so we really strive to have parameters when they're not set for us. And uh, we make sure that we know as much information as possible before we get started. That one is crucial. Uh, Crucial. Next up here, and this will probably be the last one we'll tackle for today but is uh, we don't roll credits, which I know we've kind of touched on this kind of in and out, but I think it's worth hitting again. Yeah, yeah. So we say we don't roll credits. We don't seek recognition for our creations. We seek to recognize our creator. And one of the coolest things about being on this team is, and you've mentioned it before, Open, um, which is uh, our site for free resources for churches. And so whenever anyone comes on staff on the creative team, they know that what they create will not only be seen at Life Church, but churches all over the world could download it for free and um, use it as, you know, as their needs come about. And so one of the things about our team is that um, your your video or your script or your lesson plan, whatever, it might be utilized hundreds of times, and no one's ever going to know your name. And that's great. They don't, you know, that's not why you're here. Um, you're here for a greater purpose. And there are certain creatives that really hunger to have something that's more individual and something with their name on it. And there is nothing wrong with that. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that if that's what is in you at that moment. And so we always like to really explain to people as they start on this team, you know, this team is not, uh, is, is this is not a place where your, your name as an individual is going to be highlighted. And that's something that uh, for, for the people on this team, it gives them a lot of energy. Uh, because they feel like it just it's about something different. Again, it's just, it's just not about them. And so that's just a, a part of our culture. That's so amazing. And just, just for fun, hit us with one more, if you don't mind. <laughs> with one more. Okay. Um, I like, let's see, the resilience one. And so we say we keep coming back for more and setbacks build resilience and grit. So we use them to our advantage. Mm. And so it's, it's totally about that, that failure thing. And so we try to talk about resilience proactively because of course you can say, well, of course I keep coming back for more. Of course I would. But when you've spent months on a project and for some reason it gets cut or no one sees it or it gets a bad, you know, review, bad feedback, you can get to the point to where you're, you're thinking, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And uh, you have to proactively think about, you, you need to think about resilience before you need it, not when you need it. Because that day is going to come where you're going to need to say, I need another shot of energy. Um, And that's what we talk about grit a lot. That's kind of a buzzword now. Mm -hmm. And just having that ability to say, you know, that day did not go my way, but there's always tomorrow. And so I really like that one about resilience. No doubt. That one is, all of these are so, so good. Um, and again, if, if you don't mind, I'd love to get the rest of these from you and we can put them in the show notes so that our listeners yeah. can get that out at uh, creativesheep.org on the blog. Um, and all of this, I, I'm sure, is just intended to keep your team as one team, one mind, all pushing in the same direction. 
And uh, one question I didn't ask earlier that I'd love to know is what is the total number of people on your team? Yes. So we have, I, I think it is 35. Wow. Um, and yeah, which, which again is, is, is so crazy to think about and how many talented people God has put here. And I, I'm just thankful every day because I, um, I listened to this podcast with Lauren Michaels one mm-hmm. time who created Saturday, or runs Saturday night live. And mm-hmm. he said, um, he knows he's doing his job. Uh, if he sits down at the table and he's not the funniest person at the table, because if he's the funniest person at the table, he's not doing his job. And so mm-hmm. I am so delighted when I sit down at the table and I see people that are just like so creative and impress me in so many ways. And that's when I know that I'm doing my job is when I'm finding those people who are just at, at another level than me. Yeah. And I get to, I get to work with them, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I feel like I've got the coolest gig in the world. <laughs> what a, what a humble approach. Uh, that That's very, very cool. It's definitely something all, all of us can learn from just that statement alone right there. Um, and then just, just to kind of cap this all off, you said one thing that your church, Life Church, is all about is that it's all about relationship, that we're a micro church with a mega vision. Um, mm-hmm. How does that play into your staff culture? So I know you've got these 10 axioms, uh, you've got 35 people on the team. Is the relationship aspect, is that a huge part of your internal culture? It really is. And that tone has been set by leadership. Um, we have, um, one of our directional leadership team members, Jerry Hurley, he, um, is very uh, knowledgeable about just team development, personal development, and that just trickles throughout the organization. And so, um, I talked before about how in our culture, it's very important that we understand ourselves and have a lot of self-awareness and that we take the time to understand others and their personalities and where they come from. So for example, we have the Myers-Briggs letters on, uh, everybody has them on their door. We have strength finders on our door. Uh, we do the emotional intelligence tests. And so we very, this is a culture about talking about who we are as individuals and learning about each other so we can support each other. And also one of the things that we talk about when you come onto staff is, you know, this is a place where relationships matter. And in the workplace, you know, the appropriate person is going to say, how's your family doing? How's your marriage doing? How are your kids? You know, how, just how is your life in general? And how are you doing spiritually? And, and you know, we're a team that, that prays together. And so when you, when you work at Life Church, you really have to be okay with that type of environment, that type mm-hmm. of work environment. And, um, you know, it's, it's very much a job. Uh, there's a lot of professionalism, and at the same time, there's there's just a there's a lot of focus on the individual and how uh, how we can develop each person to be to be better, not just at work, but um, a better spouse, a better family member, a better friend. That's that's a really important thing here, and it's it's one of the reasons I love working here. That's awesome. Beth, I can't thank you enough for coming yeah. on the show today. If if any of our listeners out there maybe want to get in touch with you, ask some follow-up questions or uh, whatever the case may be, what's the best way to go about that? Yeah, well, you can find me on Twitter at Beth and then the letter J and then Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-N. And also that's my Instagram handle as well. And I'm on Facebook as Beth Vaughn. So uh, you can find me on all of those social media platforms and, and reach out. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been fun. Roman, I love that interview. Absolutely loved it. One of the things I, that she said that I just, I love is that constraints fuel creativity. Man, that is, you're preaching the choir, my friend. I love, love, love that as well. If you got a blank canvas, it's the worst. Absolutely. You don't have any lanes to run in. What are you doing? 
It's not about the absence of limitations. It's leveraging the limitations that you have. Limitations empower you to, yes. to create within them. That's absolutely right. Beth, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it was an amazing conversation. And folks, uh, if they want to join the conversation, Roman. Yeah. Oh, how, oh how man. How would they do this? You see, in this fast-paced world of communication, there's many ways to stay connected. One of the best ways <laughs> is is through social media. Tell you me know? more. Uh, yeah, we were, we're on there. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook the internet you know it's a it's a big thing i don't i don't think it's going away but i could be wrong about that but yeah creative underscore sheep is our uh, handle feel free to hit us up ask us a question and folks we've got some incredible conversations coming up still for you uh the rest of 2016 is just going to be amazing yep. lee cockrell's coming back on the show uh had an interview with peter haas that th- man i was blown away at this conversation. It was a really fun conversation, but the material that we covered was outstanding. Can't wait. Yeah, he's going to be back on the show. Onika McClellan's coming on the show. Uh, we Jordan Boyce, Dustin Woodward. We've got some great, great content coming up for you the rest of 2016. You want to keep your uh, your ears peeled to it, which is yeah. really gross. Keep saying. your thumb on the pulse. That's a saying, <laughs> uh, but that's why you want to subscribe. So hit subscribe, leave a review, and folks, until next time. This has been the Creative Sheet Podcast. Podcast.